It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at ClipIt.tv or check them on Twitter at ClipIt.tv. Hey guys, John Barchard here. You guys know how much I love to play fantasy football. So I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app. It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes. And they last just for one week. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join right now for week seven. And the best part is you get to play for cold hard cash and get this your chances of winning are 80 percent better than on the salary cap sites on all the dfs sites because you're always trying to figure out okay where should i start this guy and the value and i don't have enough money to do all that stuff it doesn't happen on draft you get a selection of every premium player you just got to be the smartest one in the room it's a six player snake draft so you get in you get out tournaments start from one dollar to a thousand dollars to everything in between three person drafts six person drafts on and on the options are limitless and all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit all you have to use is promo code bgnr that's right play a real money game for free just by using promo code bgnr and it gets even better draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering BGN Radio listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. No excuses now. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. Hey! 
Hey, it's Friday. It's a good day to unwind, sit down, relax, and chat with a few folks. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. We're going to chat with CBS3's Pat Gallon. Dude, we could literally talk about anything you want. <laughs> All right, let's start with your sex life. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> we're also going to talk to our Patreon guest this week, Carrie Johnson. Well, you know, I always like to say, slow the roll on the bowl. Um, <laughs> do I think Put that on a shirt somewhere. But first, let's go to San Francisco because we want to know what is happening with this 49ers team. Is it a trap game? Is it something that Eagles fans need to be concerned about? From the Sacramento Bee, we are joined by Matt Barrows, who is uh, the, the, the contessor of all uh, things 49ers. Uh, good afternoon, Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, doing uh, doing fantastic, my friend. And all throughout Philadelphia, and I think uh, you're probably feeling that a little bit in San Francisco, too. A lot of people are calling this the trap game for the Eagles. And listen, it's a it's a winless 49ers team uh, that that's coming in here. And w- what's your overall perspective uh, on this squad? Now, I mean, uh, you have my you have my hometown favorite, C.J. Beathard, now taking the reins. Uh, you know, Carlos Hyde still is playing at a high level, but there's just there's a, there's a lot of holes on this Niners team. There's a lot of holes, and uh, they've definitely gone in the uh, direction of youth. And uh, they did that to start the season, and they've gotten even younger as they've gone on, uh, getting rid of uh, Navarro Bowman a couple of weeks ago and basically handing the defense over to uh, a rookie, Reuben Foster. So you've got uh, one rookie, Reuben Foster, calling the plays on defense, and you've got another rookie, C.J. Beathard, calling the plays on on offense, and that pretty much – lays it out for you about where they are. So, I mean, this is a uh, from-the-ground-up rebuilding effort. Uh, any wins they get this year are going to be total bonuses, total gravy. Uh, they're, they're looking for improvement. Um, they're looking to kind of um, uh, sharpen their perception on who are the keepers on this team, who, who are the guys they want to build the 49ers around and uh, who can they jettison in the off season. Um, you know, that being said, they're, they're 0 and seven. Uh, if they go 0 and eight on Sunday, they will set a franchise record for the worst start in uh, 72 seasons of uh, 49ers football. So there are definite reasons why they want to get a win. Um, no one, I, I think in the Bay area is, is optimistic that that's going to come on Sunday. And how is Kyle Shanahan handling all this in his, in his first year as a head coach? He seems to be well-liked by the fans. Uh, it, it seems pretty straightforward with you guys in the, in the press room there. How do you think he's handling this so far? Yeah, that's uh, straightforward is a good way to, uh, to describe it. Straightforward, uh, rational. Um, he hasn't had any um, you know, fits of rage or any hardball-like moments. He, he's been, I've been covering this team since 2003 seen a lot of different guys, uh, Mike Singletary, Jim Tom Sula, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is the most normal of that group. Uh, and now whether he can maintain it, that normalness through a, uh, a rough uh, season this year remains to be seen. But um, it, it, it has been steady. Um, I, yeah, I think uh, a lot of these guys, Shanahan, John Lynch, prepared themselves for – you know what the season could be, so uh, I don't think anybody is too shocked by 0 and 7, uh, and they have played well in a lot of those games uh, without the victory. Uh, Sundays was the exception; they were just blown out against the Cowboys and uh, were never in that game. So uh, there's a 
there's an effort right now to make sure that that doesn't spiral and that uh, they are at least competitive in Philadelphia on Sunday. And uh, it's you've talked about it as well. And there's just been some some things that have come up with Jason Peters going down, and I think everybody kind of looked towards San Francisco for a lot of things. I mean, just like you said, they are they are going in the way of youth here. So although Kyle Shanahan was saying, hey, we're not going to just uh, get out here and, and just trade away Joe Staley or really anybody else on the squad that we still need here, but is there any chance that they get into discussions, maybe not even just with Philadelphia, but around the league with Joe Staley? Yeah, I, I don't think that there's anybody on the team uh, veteran-wise, that they're, they're going to hang up the phone uh, if they're asked about. Um, and I think Joe Staley you know, falls into that category. Um, you know, the difference between Joe Staley and Navarro Bowman, for example, is that they had somebody in waiting in, uh, in Reuben Foster who was uh, you know, being groomed for that spot that Bowman was playing. Um, you know, as is the case with the Eagles and around the league, um, you know, there, there are very few good young left tackles out there. So there's nobody ready to step into that spot for the 49ers, which, uh, you know, w- would be the reason not to trade him. Um, this is a team that's likely going to make a big investment uh, at the quarterback position next year. So you would want a, a veteran um, left tackle like Joe Staley protecting the, the you know, presumably his, his blind side uh, a year from now. Now, whether the Eagles offer a second-round pick or something that really uh, gets the 49ers' attention. I mean, that's what uh, I think uh, the 49ers are curious, and uh, they, they certainly will be accepting all phone calls uh, about Staley and other veterans uh, over the weekend. Excellent. Well, that's uh, I mean, some good news for maybe some Eagles fans that, that uh, are thinking, you know, playoff run here. And I'm curious, too, is, just, is, the, is it the worst rumor in the NFL that it kind of died down a little bit, but – do you do you plan on Kirk uh, Cousins being there uh, after this offseason, or do you think they're going to go younger and just trying to find a quarterback in the draft here? Oh, I think if they had a, a shot at Kirk Cousins, they would they would take that shot. Uh, my question is whether the the Redskins would ever let it get to that point. Would would they let Cousins get to the uh, open market as an unrestricted free agent? I think that would be uh, a bad move in Washington to get nothing for Kirk Cousins after you know paying him so much money. Wouldn't surprise anybody season. over here, however. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from uh, the D.C. area, so maybe uh, maybe we shouldn't be shocked by a uh, a real bad move by that front office uh, regarding that that position. But boy, uh, I have a hard time seeing that happen. But uh, Stranger Things and uh, the, the 49ers certainly are poised to uh, bring him in. Uh, they're they're going to have the most salary cap space of, of any team in the league in uh, 2018. And I just want to stick with uh, some some more quick little trade rumors because I can't get it out of my head, and for some reason I desperately want Carlos Hyde as a, as a Philadelphia Eagle. Are they also interested in moving him out? Because I know that was there earlier you know, through, earlier in the season, even in the offseason. Would they entertain offers for Carlos Hyde as well? Yeah, like I said, I think that they'd uh, entertain offers for a lot of people. Carlos Hyde, however, is uh, an unrestricted free agent in March, so I think the question would be on the other end. I mean, would would Philadelphia uh, or any other team be willing to part with a draft pick for a guy that you're essentially renting uh, for a few months and would have to pay uh, you know a, a pretty good sum to to keep around in March? Now, 
you know, if you're an Eagles team that thinks that you're, you're, you're headed to the Super Bowl and uh, there's no reason not to think that, maybe that's, maybe that's worth it. Maybe it's worth doing that or, or giving up a couple of fairly high picks for Joe Staley uh, if you think that, uh, you know, let's seize the moment and go for the uh, Super Bowl while we can. And uh, just speaking with on the field, I mean, you're, you're pretty much going to see most of that, or at least that's where the strength of this team is right now. We've only seen uh, about a, a game and a game and a half from C.J. Beathard. And obviously, you know, Pierre, Pierre Garçon, we're all very familiar with as he played here in Washington uh, for a good amount of time. Uh, what's the plan of attack for the 49ers this week? Well, the, the plan of attack for the opposing teams has been to blitz C.J. Beathard. Uh, and try to rattle him uh, early, and uh, that, that, that worked pretty well for the Cowboys. Um, C.J. Beathard has yet to hit any deep balls, and I think that would be uh, a way of sort of uh, taking the teeth out of a blitz. So I, I would imagine that um, you know, it's going to be a steady diet of Carlos Hyde, uh, but uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan loves that play-action fake uh, that turns into a uh, a big gouge downfield, and that's really been absent for the 49ers this year, and certainly when C.J. Beathard's gotten in. Uh, so uh, I, I would look for at least a, an attempt or two early in the game uh, in that vein. And this, uh, this front seven has actually been uh, pretty impressive uh, considering what uh, what they have to work with here, and a lot of nice young talent, especially in the front four, and I know that they're dealing with some injuries there but defensively I, I mean it's a pretty good pass rush even though the sack numbers aren't there I think they get a lot of pressure what can you expect from the defensive side of the ball the 49ers yeah what they seem to be lacking is that uh, you know Derek Barnett type uh, guy coming off the, the edge they just don't have that uh, uh, signature pass rusher but they, they seem to have all the other sort of rank and file in there uh, they do get pressure but they don't get a lot of sacks and uh, DeForest Buckner he was their first round pick a year ago, he's really turned into one of the better defensive tackles in the league, and he'll draw double teams, triple teams throughout the day, um, and uh, he'll play into playing 75 snaps, and um, he's uh, basically the heart of the defense right now, and they're, you know, like any young team, they're, they're hoping to build through the middle, so, so Buckner, Reuben Foster at middle linebacker, and they've got a, a really good pair of safeties in, in Jimmy Ward, another former first-round pick, and Chikoski Tart is the uh, is the strong safety. They're mimicking the uh, Seattle Seahawks defense, so they're looking for that Cam Chancellor Earl Thomas duo uh, in Jimmy Ward and Chikoski Tart. Very easy to uh, duplicate, as as many have tried to tried to do that. And it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it seems like it's a good philosophy uh, to follow step and step with here. So, uh, what do you think is uh, how is this game going to end here, Matt? Is uh, what's uh, what's a final score we can think of? Well, usually when a team gets embarrassed like the 49ers did on Sunday against Dallas, they, they come back strong the next week. Um, you know, this is also a 49ers team, though. This, this will be their, their fourth road trip in five weeks and their third road trip to the uh, East Coast in, uh, in four weeks. So there's also a sense that they're running on fumes right now. So uh, I, I just don't see them uh, winning, and, and frankly, I don't see them coming within 10 points of a win. So uh, I'll go with 30 to 20 as the uh, as the final score. So they cover, but they don't win. So that's important to know. They cover, that. but they don't win. Right there, you go. <laughs> I, I, I make everybody happy. That's right. That's right. Uh, Matt Barrows from uh, the Sacramento Bee. We really appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you so much for stopping by. All right. Thanks for having me on. Thanks again to Matt, and hopefully uh, we get to talk to him again real soon.
Uh, such a great guest to have with us. Now we go to another great guest. It's the one and the only from CBS3, uh, glowingly handsome, which just, you know, uh, it kills everyone's talent once once uh, you're in the room with them. It's Mr. Pat Gallen. What's up, buddy? Oh, will you stop it? You're making me <laughs> blush. Can you see me from here blushing? I can. I can. Uh, what do you uh, <laughs> What do you do in the afternoons? That's my first question because I don't like you have the. I don't know how you function as a human being. Probably getting up at what two thirty in the morning to prepare yourself for the start of your day. Yeah. So my alarm goes off at about. 2.45, 2.50 every morning. Um, try to keep the routine as close to the same daily as, as I can. But I'm glad you asked, what am I doing right now? <laughs> uh, right now, I am pouring a cup of echinacea tea, which uh, <laughs> sounds a little, a little high class, but it's really not. I, I just look at it this way. My wife bought it. And it's supposed to get your immune system fired up. And everyone I know at work is sick. Wow. So I'm trying to take the precaution of not getting ill because it's a very busy time of year. So I'm drinking echinacea tea and with a little honey. Yeah, you're in what? You're in sweeps now, right? We are. We are about, what's today's date? Today's the 20s. Yeah, today I actually think was the first day of, uh, of sweeps. Oh, excellent. So does that mean uh, that you, would you do anything like if the Eagles win, do you set yourself on fire? Or like, what do you guys, what do you guys do differently during sweeps? Um, you know, not, not really a whole lot. We just try to be, obviously every day we try to be on the ball and on, on our, on our game, our A game. Um, I do think that there are a little bit, there's a more specials come out during sweeps time. Um, for me, nothing changes all that much because I'm sort of a specialty reporter uh, doing feature pieces and sports pieces. So I just kind of keep the same thing going um, for others, for the more newsy side of things. Yeah, there are definitely more specials. Um, I think management takes a look at things that have worked over the past few months, things that haven't worked over the past few months, and they try to um, use those things to their advantage. Um I would say in my short time in TV news that the sweeps thing is kind of a little bit antiquated, if you will. But for from what I understand, a lot of, um, you know, sales for sales purposes, it's still kind of an industry wide thing. Um, I yeah, just I'm just surprised that they me, not a whole lot changes. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have you go, you know. Hey, uh, just wait outside of uh, Carson Wentz's truck or wherever he is in the morning and just stick a microphone in his face because that's what we need during John, this time. John, be quiet or they're going to hear you. Sorry, sorry. I don't want to give all the way this, uh, all the secrets here. Let's talk about him for a little bit too. Like how much does that impact, I, I guess, your coverage of, of the Eagles and you know Carson Wentz now being, uh, although it went down today, Tom Brady, Tom Brady is the leader according to uh, Las Vegas as who's going to win the, the MVP. But, uh, you know, this this kind of awesome start for the Eagle season has got to be good good news for you as well, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, it is it's fun first and foremost, and it makes my job more fun. And I know that journalists and people on TV they're supposed to kind of keep this wall up of like not being fans or whatever <laughs> it is. But come on, man! Like if you're not a fan of watching him play and, and what he's doing right now, then you don't, you don't have a pulse. Now from like a work perspective, um, again, like since I kind of just do crazy, whatever stuff, 
like it doesn't change from my perspective more often, but we definitely do. More people are paying attention to the Eagles when they're this good. And more people are paying attention to a guy who could possibly be the MVP of the league. And for us, it's important that we do capitalize on that and we tell the correct stories. And, um, I, you know, I, I tend to think that, that we, we do that. And I, it's interesting you say that too, cause there's, I, I think for a, a big part of at least a, a ton of sports writers who got involved in this, I don't think anybody ever got involved in, Oh, I want to be in sports because it's the, it's going to make my you know parents proud, or you know, it's not like it has a. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm really going to break this story open about the Eagles, and I'm going to win a Pulitzer. And you know, you you do get into it because you're a fan of sports, because you like being around there. And for for some people, I would say and I'm concluding myself in that, and pretty much everybody who works at BGN. Like we're we're also fans of the team. And uh, do you think that's that's ever a, a, a real big issue when you're covering a certain team, a certain player? That sure you're you're gonna you might have that fan slant to it, uh, but at the same time you can kind of check out of that and you can clearly see what is and what isn't good for that football team. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's obviously what it comes down to, and and you know, you guys are are hardcore fans, and look, I grew up here, so I'm a hardcore fan myself. But yeah, it's about being able to separate it, and when the time is right, and the team, you can't be a shill for the team honestly. And I think the outlets and the podcasts and the radio shows that are the best are the ones that are able to differentiate, you know, when Carson Wentz has a bad game or Doug Peterson uh, is having a bad game, you have to be able to tell people that they're doing so. You can't be, you can't act like they're on the payroll, but when it comes to doing something like what I do on a daily basis, you want to have fun. You want to be able to tell fun stories and do it in a different way. But then when something important comes up, you can't shy away from it. So, and that's the same, like, that, that's just, you know, that's normal. That's how I grew up. Like I would be pissed at the team if they sucked and <laughs> I would cheer them on if they didn't, but I would, I would do it. I think as, as even keeled and um, with as much information in front of me as possible. Did old Pat Gallon like throw things at a television? Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember a time when I was about 11 years old, this was actually the year. So it was probably, yeah, about 11. So when the, do you remember the year the Florida Panthers went family cup final? Oh my in, God. Yes. Like that was, was that 96? Yes. That was my first. And it happened to fall right on my birthday. My dad got me the, the first game tickets to that, which they ended up losing to. Yeah, I love that run. That's one of my favorite memories. Ah, with the rats they threw on yes. the and all that. And I was, yeah, I guess I was about 11 or 12 at that point. I just remember, I was such a huge hockey fan. I played hockey growing up um, that I took my hockey stick, I went outside, and I started smashing the side of a trash can <laughs> because I was so upset, and I was such an uber fan. And I kind of had an epiphany Shortly thereafter of like, that was the apex of my fandom, I think. Like, it would never get that crazy again. And from that point forward, you, you grow, you mature, you understand like, hey, sports can be fun. You can root for them. But it's also a business. And, of course, 
Yeah, like I still, my wife still makes fun of me. Like I'll yell at the TV about a, a bad play or a bad throw. She'll be like, what is wrong with you? And I'm, you know, come on, I'm a fan. I, I want to see the teams do well, but you also, and you, I'm sure you do this too, like you can see a certain play happening mm-hmm. before it does when you're watching it on TV. And it's just an instinct. It's, it's just like natural for you to, to react that way to certain plays. I know you, you do it all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If, if Nelson Aguilar is wide open when they're playing the Panthers and he's screaming at the television, Carson, look over yeah. there. Look over there. He's open. He's open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm sure that still carries over for the people that still play Madden and things like that. You know, it's just, oh, it's just yeah. an, an inherited uh, in there and it doesn't really come out. Let's, let's talk about the team just, just for the last few moments here, too, because it is a really exciting time. They are, you know, really moving ahead here. It's apparently it's supposed to be a monsoon on Sunday, uh, and mm. I don't know how that kind of factors into it. But the last time, like the Eagles were thirteen point favorites, it's been a while, and usually <laughs> that just smells trap game. That smells like, well, I, I don't know if they're really going to cover all that stuff. But I, I can't feel anything but confident heading into this week. And uh, you know, what what do you make of this team? How far can this team go, Pat? As crazy uh, well maybe it doesn't sound crazy anymore i mean maybe it would have sounded crazy a couple of weeks ago or um being a philadelphia eagles fan and living in this city like you're not supposed to go this far this soon but i really don't see any reason why they can't at least make this Super Bowl. and it just has the feeling and the makings of a season with all of the elements you need to have that happen and with the Rodgers injury, with the Rams, who are, uh, they appear to be a really good team, being like the second or third best team in the NFC, with the NFC South being a jumbled mess, um, you know, with the NFC East being a mess beyond the Eagles. Like, you need to have those sorts of seasons, and this year it just seems like it's, it's lining up. And if the Eagles end up with the first seed, I don't see any reason why they can't. And, and I don't think that we as a city should be afraid to say that because I think we're so damaged by what has happened in the past that we're afraid to like jump over that line a little bit too soon and say, Oh, Super Bowl, baby, Super Bowl. No, I mean, you should really feel confident about where this team is and not only where they are and where they're playing, but where the rest of the NFC stands. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of, the biggest thing, I guess, of why I feel comfortable saying that is because, you just like you said, it's the Rams. And sure, Minnesota's got a fantastic defense. I still think Dallas isn't quite uh, done yet. And listen, if Washington beats them this weekend, fantastic. You know, that that's just mm-hmm. another cherry, yeah. cherry on top of, all right, we don't have to worry about that now either. But at the same time, you know, it's they, the conversation that we had last year between a lot of different people had thought that this team was so far away from Dallas after they were in the, the NFC Championship game and the Green Bay being there and just like oh you look at an Atlanta right, team and they're right. falling apart so yeah I'm I'm with you man it's uh it's you know Carson Wentz is our baby and he's our baby time you know <laughs> it's it's time to bring out some gold <laughs> ones and start doing that what's uh what what feels different and and like yeah the years of like 2008 or Chip Kelly's first year 2013 when they make the playoffs like you just didn't know if it was for real. And now I, I think that most people believe that this, this has staying power. So even if they are the number one seed, let's say, and they bounce out in the divisional round, they play a bad game and they're out like this has staying power. You can honestly foresee them 
being this good for the next three to four to five years, as long as Carson Wentz is upright. And it's that hope, I think, that should allow you to be like, all right, you know what? I can make the declaration right now that I think they're a Super Bowl team. So feel confident and do it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's and I love that you know three to four window between with uh, with Carson and Doug before you have to you know pay whatever it's going to be twenty seven million dollars a year probably to Carson Wentz the way he's yeah. playing. Uh, and this is this is the kind of kind of time to go in and do it and get excited about it. So you can see Pat Gallon's uh, beautiful voice and face on CBS three every single morning morning Monday through Friday. When, what time do you guys start, Pat? Is it five five a.m. Uh, we go 4.30 to 7 a.m. Monday through Friday, CBS 3. There it is, right there. Pat Callen, we appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you real soon. John, you're the man. Thank you. And what fun would Friday be without uh, a little fun? Vince Quinn joins me right now. Vince, what's going on, pal? Hello there, bud. Uh, so I hope everyone is enjoying the initial Friday conversations. As we've gone to San Francisco, we've stayed right here in Philadelphia. Vince, now we get to go to Seattle. And I'm excited about it because this is one of our very first uh, you know, people to kind of join up one on Patreon, and literally, she has. I think she has the entire BGN Radio uh, closet full of T-shirts, which is also amazing. Uh, and she is one of our twenty-five dollars subscribers as well. It is the beautiful, the wonderful Miss Carrie Johnson. Carrie, how are you? I am great. How are you guys? We're we're doing. Uh, I mean, we're we were just talking about it. We're running on empty here. On Friday, those Monday night yeah. games really throw everything off. But yeah. we're having a lot of fun, and uh, you know what's crazy is so you know, and and you had even mentioned this to me a couple of times. Where listen, there there, there might be a little bit of a rush on the Super Bowl hype. We're not even into week eight yet, and it was just so interesting that when you said that to me, Andrew Perloff, also known as McLovin from the Dan Patrick Show, who writes some stuff for Sports Illustrated, basically wrote this article. Saying like, hey, you know, Wentz is great and all, and this thing is awesome, but let's just be honest here. He's all going to break our hearts. This Eagles team is going to break our hearts. And he really didn't give any reasons past that, but he just said because it's Philadelphia and that's been ingrained in me since forever and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Are we, uh, are we jumping into uh, the fire a little too fast here, Kerry? Well, you know, I always like to say, slow the roll on the bowl. Um, <laughs> do I think Put that on a shirt somewhere. That they... Yeah, do I think, especially in Seattle, right, where maybe bulls are legal? <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, I think they're a good team. Um, I think they will make the playoffs. Uh, I think Wentz has, uh, as somebody that was a little dubious um, with the, the trade of the draft picks to acquire him, uh, has made immense steps forward. But it is just now, week eight. Um and I, you know, I would be happy and very ecstatic with the NFC East win so I can get one of those bang up, you know, NFC East division championships yes. that I missed the last time um, and winning a playoff game. Uh, but I don't even, I'm really kind of conservative in saying Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I always like to wait until you're in the NFC championship game. Before I start talking that way, but that's just me. All right, well, let me step in for you then to say Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl, Super Bowl. We're going. We're going. I, I'm in. I'm like, I'm the lead dog on this train. I'm so ready for the Super Bowl. I think this team's got everything going for them, and I, I'm not scared about it. I'm, I am, I'm off the cliff, John. I'm, I'm off the cliff, Carrie. I'm ready to go. Everything except the Pro Bowl or Hall of Fame caliber left tackle and a 
you know, Pro Bowl caliber middle linebacker. <laughs> that's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. So let me ask you that. How concerned are you then that is that's what is holding you back is because those two things happened after this joyous, you know, four touchdown game from Carson Wentz. The, the, those two going down makes a, makes a huge impact for you? Um, partly because of who went down, but it also it's just a sharp reminder that you can be on top of the world and one hit can take out your best player. That's well, the, all. I mean, things happen. True. So, you know, life comes at you fast, NFL players. <laughs> and I don't, you know, I don't like to sit there and go, mm, you know, somebody's going to get hurt or whatnot. But I think it's, you know, wins are going to be a little harder to come by. Second half of the season is a brutal schedule. Um, do I think the offensive line will be serviceable? Sure. Um, but uh, I'm somebody that, you know, from an outsider's perspective, watched the first, you know, two, three years of Russell Wilson pretty closely and uh, looked phenomenal, made great strides from year one to two. And then I also watched him take a beating every week. Um, and you sort of see that kind of affecting him now. And I know that they're two different players, Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson. A little more, yeah, a little more but meat I on the bone for Carson. I see that trend. Yeah. yeah. You know. I actually think if Fletcher Cox doesn't go down, we're okay. <laughs> you know, we're all we're all going to be okay. So, uh, from the, from the defensive side of the ball, just in general, I think that I think people don't understand the amount of Fletcher Cox's impact. I think Carson Wentz uh, is is still able to kind of go over the top of that, but uh, Fletcher Cox is. Is is my guy? Well, even if Wentz goes down, uh, Cox is the emergency quarterback. Oh, that's right. I forgot. So, <laughs> well, there you go. Then, then, then we're really in trouble. So, uh, all right, Carrie, we're going to do I some. I knew there was a reason why I had a uh, Fletcher Cox and a Jordan Hickster. There you go. In my closet anyway. <laughs> Perfect. So, Carrie, we're going to do uh, something new, something fresh, and I think for every Patreon subscriber that comes on, we're going to play this game. It's going to be called for now. Working title. The hot plate. Hot plate. Hot plate. So here's the game. We are going to ask you three questions, and you have to be brutally honest. And if you are brutally honest, and we and Vince and I will judge, we will judge the brutal honestness of this. You can ask us a question that we must answer in the same way, and it can be literally anything. So, are you ready to play the hot plate, Carrie? Sure. All right. Bring it we're we're going to start out light. Vince, what do we have first? All right. Carrie, your first question. What is your most unpopular Eagles take? <laughs> What's the most po- unpopular Eagles take right now or one that I've had? It can be ever. Anytime. Yes, yeah. anytime. That uh, Chip, Kelly and Chip Kelly was a great coach and he was just ahead of his time. <laughs> Yes! His, uh, spread yes! Offense. And I believe I called in and actually said that on the air um, to one young John Barchard. It, it's true. Maybe a couple years ago. It's true. Yeah. And you know what? Guess what, Carrie? I still believe that's true. I still 1,000% believe that Chip Kelly was ahead of his time. And everybody right, right now is using his concepts. And no one gave him a, 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 a real full shot at this thing. Bad take. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'll eat it up. So, second question, and thank you, because I think that's a 10, right? Yeah, that's... Brutal honesty. That was, yes. Okay, so we're at... The laughter as the question was asked (laughs) is what did it for me. Oh, boy. Okay, so, next question, and this is going to be more of a life question. 
Have you ever stolen Ooh. anything from a place of business? No. No? I don't buy that for one second. Nothing. Someone, no, no nope. stealing of paper clips, no stealing of, of I don't know, York peppermint patties, which I definitely did from gas stations. Silverware, <laughs> a glass from a bar, maybe a candy bar at a gas station, nothing. No. Wow, look at that. Carrie is a better person than, than both of us. Yeah, that's a model citizen and, and right because there. because of how abruptly... Well, only ab- in that regard am I a model citizen. <laughs> <laughs> See? There we go. All right, so what felonies have you committed, Carrie? <laughs> we need it on the record. <laughs> no felonies. <laughs> no felonies. Okay, good, good. Maybe some misdemeanors thrown in there. But, uh, all right, so last question, Vince. Is what did we what did we plan on this, doing well, here? This is a simple one. It's okay, just, yeah. What is your favorite story to tell? Oh yes. Back in my early twenties, uh, I may or may not have spent some a few quality evenings with one Jerry Cantrell of Alice. Oh my God, that's amazing. He's one of my heroes. That's so. <laughs> well, I lived in the area at the time. We uh, I worked in a bar after hours. Da 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 da. Right. So if I've had a few um, cocktails, that one may come out if an Alice in Chains song comes on the jukebox. Beautiful. <laughs> Love it. So what What was Jerry like, by the way? Like, how was, how was hanging out with Jerry Cantrell? I always describe him as a wolf. Um, a wolf? <laughs> I mean, just a, just a straight-up dog, you know. Uh, he's an animal lover, oh. you know. Um, but... Basically, what you would expect from your typical egotistical rock you know, starish, you know, heartbreaker, extent, heart, you heartbreaker know, type yeah. of uh, rock star. You're saying there? Yeah, yeah. You know, the stories are true. <laughs> I can. I well, can see, you know, it's, you know, what's funny too is I've heard the same thing about Tom Morello because he kind of comes off as this yeah. dude that's just kind of like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm super cool and super smart, but like once he gets into a bar setting or. You know, like a a, mm-hmm. a party setting. He's he's the fucking man at that point, and he kind of yep. like throws his weight around. Yeah, see, they're all like that, man. Every single one of them. It doesn't yep. matter. I'm changing well, the I earth. Think you have to have part of that in your personality to be able to be to be that driven to get to that level, well, right? Some of it's luck, and some of it's just mercenary mentality. Yes, no, that is very true. Vince, how would you say she did? I'm, I got I got three tens across the board as far as like brutal honesty yeah that all that all uh checks out for me all right so uh first one through the gate and maybe we're scoring a little too high because you're the first one carrie but it doesn't matter because now it's your turn uh if you were to ask us anything what would you ask us that we have to be brutally honest about uh i would say for john because i think you have a little bit longer history what is your most embarrassing on-air moment Oh man! Oh Jesus! Uh, yeah, it was when I was early, uh, way early. Holy shit! I haven't thought of this story in so long. So I had to. The first real interview that I had to do in my radio career was at a rock station in Iowa, and it was Corey Feldman. And Corey Feldman, who, <laughs> who uh, and by the way, who just like said he was going to launch like the biggest. I'm going to go find all the Hollywood pedophiles thing, and it was made the weirdest video about. There's people tracking him down already, and he's going to go and kill him. So I did minimal research because I was filling in for you know the main like drive guy host, and the sales guy just yeah. came around because at the time he had multiple bands, which I didn't even realize. 
and he was touring to go to some, I mean, where we were was considered the city, in quotes, and where he was playing was in, it was in the middle of nowhere, and they needed somebody to promote the show, and so they paid, they're like, hey, can you interview him, and can you also go to the venue and, and like, announce that he's coming on, and so whatever. And at the time, you know, like, he was getting over being an alcoholic and a whole bunch of other, like, crazy stuff, and I asked mm-hmm. all of the wrong questions. Like, you know, <laughs> hey, man, I can't wait to buy you a beer, and, like, how? what's your biggest drug story, and, like, all this other stuff that oh, he's going on. No. So I was trying to pump it up. I'm a 19-year-old kid, like, saying, yeah, hey, you, and I, my, my opening question was, Hey man, you used to be a, a really big movie star in the '80s, and now apparently you've started a band. That was my first question, and <laughs> immediately it just went south from there. And then, and then the son of a bitch doesn't even show up until like four hours to when he's supposed to be on, and it's next to like a big pig farm, and it's just it's Iowa, it's weird, you know. So I'm standing there the entire time. I got a perfect circle shirt on and just waiting for things to happen. And then he got there, and then just like four fat guys. Started drinking uh, Jack Daniels. He didn't even really play a show, and that was it. Like, and everybody was so like, he was really pissed off of all all the. He wasn't sure how to handle it, you know, because I was like being very nice, but also asking him really ridiculous questions at the same time. So yeah, that was my most embarrassing moment. I'll have to try and find that and play that for it. That's gonna be maybe that'll be another Patreon thing. It's just like you want to hear the most embarrassing interview. Oh, that would be awesome. I'll try and find it on tape. That's gonna be an after dark. Right? <laughs> yes, that yes. would be, that'd be a perfect after dark moment. That would be so. so good. Now, what's your question for Vince? In the move, right, from having the full time producer gig to yeah going to working full time for BGN. So, oh, so Does you that just want to know? You, at all? you know what? It doesn't scare me. As weird as that sounds, I I've have like a hundred million percent confidence in in what's going on right now because like. I'm looking around at the pieces of everything. You look at the media environment, and like for me, working in radio, it's like, all right, where is radio? Where's radio going? Then you're looking around, you're seeing like the Philly Inquirer's going behind a paywall, the Athletics popping up, Crossing Broad is doing stuff, like Philly Voice. So uh-huh. you're looking at all this different stuff and thinking like, okay, what are they doing? How are they doing it? Then I'm looking at BGN, and I'm like, all right, what's going on here? How are they doing it? And uh, to know John. Were you saying what's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? What's going on with Bleeding Green Nation? <laughs> Sorry, bad pun. I'll be over here. Yeah, get out of here. So I think I have a shirt that says that. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, like knowing John, knowing James, uh, getting to know BLG through working at the station. It just over time, it got to a point where uh, someone actually asked me earlier today. They were like, "Are you? Are you? You know, were you at the point where?" you know, you felt like kind of forced into this decision. And I, I said it was more that I was forced in the best way possible. Like I couldn't possibly say no to this opportunity. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we have to figure out and it's incredibly hard in that way. Cause we're just the basic points of like starting a company and figuring out all these Patreon shows and all that. But, uh, I'm not scared yeah. about doing any of this stuff. I'm, I'm embracing it full on. And John could tell you that, and it's it's been a hell of a ride so far. I'm having a blast doing it. Uh, that, madam, is uh, is Carrie Johnson. Madam, who am I talking to? Everyone, that's Carrie Johnson. Uh, she has been a part of our programming for a very long time. She's flown out from Seattle just to come out for the draft and hang out. We are so honored that uh, you came on with us uh, today. And uh, have a great weekend. Go Birds.
All right. Thank you. Fly, Eagles, fly. Well, I hope you enjoyed all the conversations we had today on Friday. Stay tuned tomorrow on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It will be live, live, live from 1 to 3. Thank you to our guest, Matt Barrows, Pat Gallen, and our wonderful Patreon producer and subscriber, Miss Carrie Johnson. I'm John Barchard for Vince Quinn. We will see you next week.